And uh, welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. I'm your host, RUScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week, we're doing Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. And actually, um, we don't have a lot else going on. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. we're giving this one away again, yeah. too. So right. we're, giving, we're giving this one away on Blu-ray. At the end of the show, we will have a secret word, and you email us the secret word, and then you're entered to win it, and then, and then you get nothing for a while, Some but wookie, you, wookie get to, you get to win and wait, so that's right. my favorite Win and wait, away. yeah. As soon, <laughs> cool. as, as soon as it becomes available, um, possibly even like on the day, depending on you know, like How when we get it and when we can mail it and stuff like that. Anyway... But when it comes out on Blu-ray, then uh, you've won yourself a copy and you're all set to go, which is kind of cool because you just know you can plan ahead. That right. I've already got that coming, so right. I don't have to worry about that. So, And uh, I have to predict uh, it's going to be a pretty good Blu-ray to win. You would think I would that, think that would be a Blu-ray one. that's yeah. going to have some cool stuff going along with it right. and everything. So there's that coming. We didn't really get a lot of emails, except we got emails wanting us to weigh in on, of all things, Jonah Hill. <laughs> because of the so, stuff that he did? Yeah. The, yeah, okay. Uh, and, and more than one. Now, one of them was from uh, a guy named David in L.A. And, I'm going to assume that's California. And, right. Awesome. And, uh, and then there was another one, and then there was even a third one, but it just sort of tangentially mentioned it because it was actually asking about uh, something else. Um, oh, Gambit, because we, we had both said at one point <laughs> right. that uh, we think that's a stupid choice for Gambit. and Not that Jonah Hill was, but Channing Tatum was. They were <laughs> right. in a film this week, 22 Jump right. Street. You know, yeah, there's, and, a, there's a link there. But. And the uh, Man, Jonah Hill as Gambit would be Ant-Man, bad. Ant-Man, Ant-Man right. uh, pick yeah. on uh, the director there. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know that I have too much to weigh in on uh, hardly any of those things except yeah. Um, Jonah Hill kind of uh, irritates me that people jumped so hard on his apology and were like, oh, well, then I'm good. Look at that apology. That was that was like a great apology. Way to go, apology, yeah. man. Right. And, you know, I'm just thinking, I don't I don't get it what it is with, you know, uh, whether it's uh, big corporations or politicians yeah. or, you know, movie stars or whatever. And you know now you've also got like Justin Bieber popping up like every right every week with like another racist thing that suddenly is on YouTube or something. Yeah, and it just seems like it doesn't matter. Right. I mean, no one no one cares what anyone does because either they'll apologize and everyone will say, "Oh, cool apology." And you know, just this morning I think somebody else did something that uh, <laughs> really. Yeah, God, who was it? It oh, was uh, Daughtry. Uh, what did he do? You know, he did something that was kind of – he didn't do anything that I think was, like, that big a deal, except that basically he was just kind of acting like a tool. But he oh, was on some wow. show, and it was this whole, like, the D-Day uh, thing, right. and I, I don't even remember what the show was. But they, then they asked him to 
you know, play a patriotic song in honor of yeah, right. the D-Day thing. And he's like, uh... And they, like, sort of put him on the spot. And he said something dumb and basically right. just kind of left or something. Uh, you know, oh, I don't even man. know exactly the yeah. details. But he just was kind of like a tool about it. He didn't... Yeah. He didn't like didn't see this. So. He didn't like come out and say like right. screw veterans or right. you know yeah, something right, like right. totally you know like that. Right. He just was odd and you know whatever. Yeah. But uh, you know the the Jonah Hill thing is, is uh, I just think it's so weird that you know and then Daughtry's got this big apology that is in line with Jonah Hill's <laughs> yeah. apology. You know right. it's just like oh that was horrible and everything mm-hmm. and you know. I just think, you know, the the people who, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm crazy, but the the people who are not, you know, douches, right, just don't do those things. They yeah. have to apologize yeah. for, and but it just doesn't matter. Like, is anyone gonna care? Yeah, that Jonah Hill, Hill said this thing, whether he apologized or not. I mean, people are loving his apology and everything, yeah. but. But, you know, for me, I don't really care about your apology. I mean, yeah. I, I don't care what apology you make because, you know, the fact that it's in there somewhere for you to do yeah, it, is all I need to know. Uh, that you apologize yeah. about it doesn't really change anything. But I just don't get what the thing is with it. You know, it's just not going to make any difference. His yeah. next movie is going to make just as much money. It didn't no, hurt 22 Jump Street. No one's going to say, no one's going to say, wow, Jonah Hill's right. really kind of a bastard for saying that or something. Yeah. And, and go, yeah, I'm not going to see his movies. Uh, we've seen it in the past. I'm hard to, it, it's hard for me to come up with a name right off the top of my head, but you've seen sometimes people get away with something over and over again. And then the one person does it and they're like, nope, that's the one we're going to make. Right, the example exactly. Right. And then they're excommunicated. Right, the shirt, right. You know, everything gets turned off on them. Right. It's like, and it's, um, it, especially like, you know, there's, you know, Jonah Hill has like the exact persona to like get away with stuff Un- until he starts. Still, he's maybe very punkish, doing it a lot. Right. right? Yeah, until he becomes if, the new if, Mel Gibson. If it gets like you know, over and over yeah. again, then it'll be too much or whatever. But right. With the one time, yeah. he's safe. He's like got I, just that it, yeah. personality. I this, is, this is a bit of a surprise topic, but we'll hit it quick. My feeling on this kind of thing is I'm happy to see someone make what looks like. And, and Jonah Hill is, you know, first and foremost, he is a, people think of him anyway as a comedian, but he's an actor. And you would expect actors on some level to be able to at least appear, um, you know, contrite. To, to seem very genuine. When I saw his apology, I believed that it was, in fact, very genuine. And in my opinion, I guess, about this is it's really nice to see somebody just stand up and be like, you know what, there were circumstances. The guy was really on my ass. He was really antagonizing me all day, and I can only take so much. Right. And I lashed out, and, and for that, I, you know, I'm to blame. That, I want to hear that more then oh, this was all taken out of context. Like, well, th- right, right. I'm so That's sick of people hiding behind the PR firm and their agent who says, no, this really isn't how my, you know, Just so-and-so feels. This way. Just be like, you know what? Yeah, I was pissed off and, and I'm a human being and I was, you know, they, they caught me at the wrong moment and this is their job. That's what they want to get. And, and I acted poorly. I got to figure that out about myself. Yeah, and but, I like seeing that and, much more because but, in, in a way it validates them as people instead of just like this weird automatron like see thing you know i I like that i'd be more okay with that yeah if you know he clocked this guy 
Right. If he or, did like an Alec Baldwin, Alec Baldwin seems or, to hit or everybody. He just, or he just went off on him right. massively and, you know, started calling him a bunch of, you know, the acceptable names you can call people. Right. You know, I mean, the, right. there are a few. The non, yeah. uh, you know, the non-derogatory, the, the, the things the non, that are not pointed yeah, at any group right. at all, right? Right. Uh, then I'd be okay with it. I'd yeah. go, you know, if somebody kept pushing my buttons enough or, right. you know, whatever. Or, like, when you have uh, other circumstances where it's like people have their kids or something, you know. Yeah. If some, you know, paparazzi, like, knocked down my kid while they, yeah. were, while they were in the midst of antagonizing me or something like that, yeah. then, you know, I might have to put them in the hospital. Right. But still, the just the fact that you got yeah. there ever, right? Uh, you know, it's... He's got this I'm thing. not okay with it. He's got this thing, too, where he might become an easy target. You know, the easiest target in my memory, not only Alec Baldwin, who seems to be, you know, in New York, on the streets, and people just try to provoke him. Right. You know, paparazzi try to provoke him. Sean Penn is the most famous one in my mind, where anytime Sean Penn was seen in the 80s, right. you know, he was swinging. Right. Like, that was it. Right. And, and people so, made a lot of money so off it. then it just gets all the worse, because right. then the paparazzi go, I'll take a shot. I'll go for, for him, because I'll take a cool <laughs> mill, you right. know. But I remember the, the super bad junkets that they were doing, and there's a famous uh, or maybe infamous one where uh, a person is trying to purposefully, like The Daily Show, be a jerk for the sense of humor, and he didn't get it. And they just kept asking him fat jokes. And he right. responded like real fast, like real mean. And I wonder if maybe this, I mean, I don't care, but I wonder if this is in him more than he thinks it is. Right. So he may be one of these targets that I they always, go after from I always wonder, but... too, like these people who really have problems with paparazzi, right? Yeah. Like, you know, if I was famous and I was being hounded, right? Yeah. I think I would just hire one myself. Yeah. Who would just always get better shots. Right. Who would always have more yeah. to sell. No one, no one else could ever get the yeah. enough pictures to make up the difference. There'd be no point in following me around. Right. And, and then I would, and then everyone would leave me alone. Leave you right? alone. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Anyway, so uh, Ant-Man, um, it, damn it, I can't remember his name right now. I blanked on it. I could look it up. But um, I, I don't have a big theory on this either. I, I mean, it's so far in pre, post, like, it is, except, all these except that he's a very weird guy yeah. to suddenly step in, get involved in a comic yeah, I agree. book movie. I agree. But other than that, um, Give you know, a, chance. a lot of people have a lot of people have been saying things about every name that ever came up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, and there's been jillions of them at <clears> this yeah. point. Like at this point, it, it's all, everyone was in consideration to direct that movie at right. one point or another. But. It does kind of surprise me that this is uh, a guy who does not seem like this is really their wheelhouse of stuff. It, it feels to me but, like when, yeah. But so is everybody before they do their first sure. <laughs> comic book. It, it reminds right? me of when Ang Lee got the Hulk, and I was like, the, the right. Ice Storm? That guy? Right. Like, you know, what? okay, maybe he can do it. You know, right. My feeling on the whole director thing well, is Well, but then that's a bad example because that was crap. That was a crappy <laughs> film, and that was worrisome for me. My big feeling on this is, you know, the only thing that I have to feel about this Ant-Man stuff is that it has nothing to do with the new director. It's all about the exiting director, who has been working on this right, for a long right. time and was on the same page with Marvel Studios, right. you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe, all this stuff, and then suddenly had to drop the project because of creative differences. And, then, and I'm thinking, well, who eventually got to this point where they were cool for a long time and then suddenly not? Right. That's the only thing, like, what... I, and first of all, I don't care about Ant-Man. 
<laughs> right. Like I, I should I, say, I I'm a big really comic book fan, but I don't care about right. Ant-Man. But then, that, but that's the only thing that a, I have. It about is a that. weird thing because so. right. um, you had a director that you were interested in seeing him direct something like this, and uh, or at least you know for people who care about Ant-Man, right? right? And I you, want it to be good, but I just had don't care. theoretically some kind of of good work that everyone thought yeah. they were doing something good. Right. And then all of a sudden all of a sudden something changes and the director goes, Yeah, I'm out of I'm this out. now. And yeah, they jump hard. Like so they don't work through it, but they're like there's, abandoning. There's hardly That's any I mean. way to see that other than that's a, so the studio said, we want to make this really crappy thing. Right. You're <laughs> suddenly going to have a Kardashian said, in it. Right. And, he's like, and, he's, and he said, I'm out. Right. That can't give you any good thoughts about the movie you're going right. to ultimately get, no matter who directs it. I agree. Like, now it doesn't matter who they sign. It really because, doesn't, because if that's the film they want to make. Because whoever it is yeah. that signs now, what they're signing on to is, okay, I'm telling you it's going to be this, because the studio's not going to yeah. have them someone drop work on it a long time and drop out again, right? right? So right. they're going to say, these are the reasons that he left. Do you still want to do it? And you've got to get someone who goes, yeah, fine, I'll Why do not? that. I need so. some money. Those kind of situations in closing always remind me, and again, it feels like I'm... We're I'm, so cynical. If, if, if we are. I, I feel like I'm like one poster, you know, poster child away from, you know, being YouTube's official banner boy today, telling you to go look up all these things. But there's a famous Kevin Smith diatribe where he goes through about the perils of writing Superman. Oh, God, yeah. And I feel like when things like this happen with someone who's been associated for a long time and they have to bow out, it's because someone wants a big robotic spider somewhere. Right. You know, and if you've seen the clip, you know what I mean. And if you haven't, it's actually very funny. You should go watch it. But right. Anyway. And, uh, okay, so now um, Gambit. Uh, oh, yeah. Someone wanted us to, <laughs> I guess, explain a little bit more about uh, our problem with Gambit or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and and actually, this was it's kind of a, a while ago, even though it was like a week ago. Right. <laughs> it was, it was, it was like a, a, long, a, it was a while ago, ago in my life yeah. somehow. <laughs> um, but but basically, I don't know. What are our thoughts on on why this is not going to work for Gambit? And I'm I'm telling you, it's so weird because I'm a big Gambit fan, and you're not so much a Gambit fan. Not but as much as but you. you're an excellent like, fan. Yeah, exactly. But I always liked. Gambit, and I don't even really know why. And when Gambit yeah. had his own run of right. his own comic book for a while, and like I got, I was like, no way, and I got the first one. And, mm -hmm. and I, I don't know, I just really like Gambit. Yeah, I think I liked him um, mainly because, especially when he went like off on his own story, there was like a certain part of him that was a a little bit different than all the other X Men, where you know, like. Logan, uh, a lot of the time, Wolverine, wants to kind of be left alone right. or whatever. And everyone, I guess, every X-Men has their own place they are on the spectrum of wanting to be an X-Men versus wanting to be left alone right. or, you know, versus <laughs> yeah. something else or whatever. But there was this part of him where he wanted to spend a lot of his life just kind of doing his own thing yeah. and almost not being... Uh, superhero, right, right, and just kind of you know going through his life and then going, well, okay, now I have to use my superpowers, and so yeah. fine, I will. Yeah. But and I thought that was really cool <laughs> that they were kind of just exploring a little bit more of, you know, just kind of dealing with life without you know every other panel of the comic is him flipping cards at somebody right. or yeah, yeah, you know yeah. whatever. Uh, I don't know. I just thought it was pretty cool, but. 
there's you know there's just no he's just not this guy Channing Tatum I just don't yeah I just don't see it at all now if this if the movie comes out they make a movie and and he is and now I hear the talk is what they want to do is have his standalone come out before he ever shows up in a group movie again right which that's a switch that is a switch that's and, a weird way and, and that will be weird especially for Gambit I feel like that's really weird yeah because then you're just <clears throat> betting really heavy that everyone has just like succumbed to superhero moviness mm-hmm. and they'll just see anyone because no well, one knows who Gambit is. Right. Well, you're not, man. You know, well, I mean, I know. come on. You're not drawing people <laughs> in on Gambit, but I guess right. you're going to draw the diamond. Maybe, maybe right. yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy will be kind of the test maybe. for whether which direction they go. And, like, we'll see how well Man, Guardians I like, of the Galaxy yeah. does because yeah. that's another one. Like, no one knows who that right. is. It's just, hey, we're making another comic book movie. Right. And, and, come see it. and who will show up right. and see how well that does. I just feel like, uh, you know, as much as everyone loves Channing Tatum, you know, for me, and this is a weird thing to say for a comic book movie, too, but, you know, I don't know that even if he seemed like the right guy, I don't know that he can pull off Gambit. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of like, you know, Hugh Jackman is Wolverine. And is that like the best acting anyone has ever done? I mean, is it comparable to being Shakespeare or whatever? Right. Well, no, but you have to remember that Hugh Jackman is really good. Right. Right. And he happens to be doing a comic book guy. Right. But that doesn't mean that, you know, just just anyone can do it as well as he's doing it. You know, I mean, it's sure it's just comic book guy and you don't have to be great. Yeah. But if you're really good, you're still better at, at being that. And right. I, I don't know. I haven't seen Channing Tatum do stuff where I think he's all that great. But doesn't seem like Gambit at yeah. all. You know, for one thing, Gambit is not like some super buff dude. He's and, a wiry, right. know, tall, thin kind of guy. Right. He's like, you know, he's yeah. squirrely. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's well, I always, I always liked, m- most of all, you know, the whole Gambit thing was weird. I'm not going to do this for very long, but the whole Gambit thing was weird. It reminded me of TV shows, you know, back when Gambit sort of appeared, that if a TV show started failing in the ratings, they brought a new kid in. Like, there was always a new baby, a new new cute kid to bring up the ratings for a season. Wolverine was everywhere and kind of saturating things, and they needed a new mysterious bad guy, a a good guy, an anti-hero guy. And Gambit was that guy. This is how I saw it. Gambit was that guy. And I liked him well enough, but I was never Gaga. I was like, wow, Gambit's awesome. I'm going to buy anything he's in. Right. I was that guy for Wolverine when I was a kid. I bought everything. But I love the thing most about Gambit, which if the movie focuses on, I'll I'll be really interested in, you know, the idea of his early life, which was sort of Romeo and Juliet-ish, where there were two guilds in Louisiana, the Thieves Guild and the Assassin's Guild. And he was in one, and his love was in another. They were forbidden. A lot of Romeo and Juliet stuff, you know. And then he eventually has to hightail it out because he gets caught and busted and they forbid him to be around. You know, there's a lot of really cool story about him. I don't know if Channing Tatum is talented enough to do it. That's where my feeling comes in. It's almost like when I complained about Michael Keaton being Batman. And I was surprised. You know, but there were also things where I'm like, oh, okay, Ang Lee gets to direct the Hulk. I'm not surprised, you know. So who knows? But, I mean, my initial knee-jerk reaction is... Not because he's like some beefcake actor, but because I've never seen him show 
a level of complexity that I think the character has to have. And it doesn't mean he doesn't have it. It just means I haven't seen it. Right. And I'm happy to be pleasantly surprised. I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen. Yeah. You know, but I ultimately don't love Gambit the way I wanted Wolverine to be done right. right. So the consequences for me are just like, well, all right, they'll get it next time. Right. Cool. Anyway, so anyway. Yeah, who knows? But oh, wow. now it's – that's like our bing. Now there we go. That was it. Here. That's awesome. All right, Edge of Tomorrow. So um, – and the dog – Chewbacca. The dog, the dog weighs in. Oh, okay. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow, I think, uh, you know, really strange movie. And we have to talk about the end at some point because that's kind of the big right. thing that everyone's yeah. talking about. And uh, there's, I guess, kind of some controversy. The movie is, is doing well in the ratings. Yeah, um, it's doing surprisingly it, well. It, it is, really. It's uh, kind of surprising that this movie, just like uh, last year with Oblivion, when Oblivion Oblivion did okay yeah. in uh, critical rating, right? But <clears throat> that was a movie I think where we loved it. Where we were going, how come this is no, no one else is yeah. uh, saying this is better? Right, right. And this one is now we're surprised even even oh, good. even <laughs> yeah. though uh, we're both going to be fairly positive about it at yeah. least I yeah, think I think so. Still, it's kind of like wow, critics are really. Given this high rating, it doesn't feel like it just doesn't feel like Tom Cruise gets a pass anymore for things like that. And I thought he deserved a big pass for Oblivion because he was great in it and right. it was subtle. And this seems more action summer film ish, and they don't seem to be as easy on him anymore. So when we and, started seeing the real yet, yeah, ratings are. come in, I was like, man, this is pretty crazy. Right. Plus, if you watch the trailer, you know it's all crazy sci-fi yeah. and a bunch of weird things. It's almost like if Transformers suddenly was getting a bunch of really <laughs> right. high ratings from if, critics. If that new Transformer go, film came out, right, right? If that Transformer film with Wahlberg came out and was like getting around 80s, I'd be like, man, we're gonna see this twice right. today. I want to know why. So, um, oh, you've got cool clips too. I don't want to forget. Yeah, I do. I do that, have so. some clips, but uh, we got to throw out our ratings. Oh yeah. Um, yeah yeah. I am uh, nine and a half. Yeah, I'm nine. All right, fine. Yeah, I had so much fun with this thing, and and part of it was that I was trying to tell someone about this yesterday. Like, I really one of the things I enjoyed the most about it was how creative it was, which is a weird trap to kind of set. Because it really is like a lot of other movies, you know, and we'll, we'll get into this maybe a little bit more later, but I, I just, I had fun from the start. It, it was a little slow at first, but then I had fun it, as it got going. It was, it was but I understand, a little slow. And I rough. understand why it has to be that, because the, the trick comes after you have to endure 15 or 20 minutes right, of stuff. Right, right. And man, it pays off. And right. then it just keeps paying off. Yeah, and not you know. only that, but the weird thing is, is uh, for me with this movie, is that uh, every next little jump of like 10 or 15 minutes yeah where we're kind of at another piece of the story that we're trying to lay out right yeah. it's still like it's better than yeah the last yeah and i'm like going what it, it, it really that's a good way to put it it really improved like a really great film should it improves on everything that happens before every scene felt important right every moment felt like it was building to the next one and then it just kept getting bigger and man you know, i was having a blast yeah and it was uh so okay run through the story just super yeah. quick here. Um, so Tom Cruise, it, well, so there's the big alien invasion. Right. And uh, I got to say... Which is a funny start I, to this I, film. I, I gotta, this was I, a I gotta, funny movie. I got to tell this, too, because when this movie started, it was a while until I knew that it started. 
yeah. because it was such a weird start. And we had we're watching the trailers, and all of a sudden this like really <laughs> weird thing starts happening yeah. that doesn't really give you any clue that you're watching the movie yet. And I thought I was just watching another trailer. Yeah, until, this was a riot until it went you know far enough that it started giving you information yeah. Tom Cruise started showing started up showing up a couple well, times and, and they started talking about you know and so the ev- invasion did this and that and everything and I was going oh well right. okay yeah. but it was so weird that it starts off such <laughs> it's like really a was, weird thing it was funny for you just to lean I'm over like to me going, and you're like did the movie just start I'm like, like what, what, what movie is this the trailer for yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway so um, you know aliens invade yep and uh, start taking over Europe and eventually completely take over virtually all of Europe except England and, you know, have like this big foothold going on there, whatever. And, uh, and they're these, they call them mimics. They're these, the main ones that you see most of the time, they're this really weird. I don't even know how to describe them. They look like they look starfish that can, they look like the, they look like the antagonists in the matrix with kind of like these beasts that Hellboy had to go after. Like, they're just... Yeah, they no, I mean, I mean, strangely enough, and this is why I was saying, not to interrupt fully, but this is why I was saying it's so creative, even though it steals, and I don't mean steal, it just seems to, it seems to allude to all these other films that I really love. Right. Like, there's Matrix, there's Inception, there's Groundhog Day, there, I mean, there's <laughs> right. Aliens, there's all these obvious things. But every time I saw them, I'm like, this is like some Matrix Hellboy right. thing. What the hell? It's, uh, so they're these totally weird creatures. And uh, so Tom Cruise is a major in the U.S. Army, and he's basically like the Army's PR guy. Yeah. We see him at the very beginning. He's on you know, some show right, yeah. talking about uh, the next steps or what the right. things, invasion things that are going to happen or whatever. Then suddenly he shows up in England. Now, I got to say, I didn't love the entrance absolutely because I just feel like it's a little goofy and we just could have had him be someone else and get there a different way and I, I would have liked it Oh, you more. mean the helicopter landing? No, I mean, you mean, I, mean actual... I mean just the fact – so he – just the fact that uh, – he so he goes in and he's in England and it's like the London headquarters of the oh, oh, yeah, collective yeah, yeah. or whatever, and so the the general guy who is and I think it's a uh, uh, Bre- Brendan, Brendan, Brendan Gleeson yeah and uh, and he wants he wants Tom Cruise to go in and be part of the invasion. For what reason, I'm not absolutely sure, actually, because he, he tells this story about how once the invasion's over and once we win, then people are going to be looking at people to blame because all these people are going to die. Right. It's like it's a plan where lots of people are going to die. It's a war. Yeah. Right. And and so he, I, apparently he wants him to go in to somehow be right there. Yeah. To be able to tell the story to like kind of spin stuff so that he right. doesn't look that bad or whatever, right, right. or so that we, we sell people on the invasion and mm-hmm. the need for it, despite the losses right. or whatever. Keep it, morale up all these it things. It seems to me like a goofy <laughs> idea yeah. at best anyway. Right. 
But Tom Cruise is like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah, he's like respectfully declined and, that. Uh, and he goes, no, I have word from your CO, and you belong to me now, and I say that's what you're going to do. And, mm-hmm. and uh, so then Tom Cruise says, well, uh, but what about you've, you're forgetting the fact that I could you know, sell you down the river just right. as easily once I'm there. So then what happens is uh, they basically Shanghai him. Yeah. And uh, he goes, oh, well, uh, okay, then he has him arrested. And then uh, Tom Cruise wakes up, handcuffed, laying on a bunch of duffel bags. Yeah. And his, the guy who becomes his uh, chief caregiver officer yeah. has papers that say that Tom Cruise is a deserter and that he's a private and right. that he's going in and which – you know, I'm just not absolutely sold that that makes any kind of sense. That's just really weird, right? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, so, you know, the days of Shanghaiing people working, I think, maybe are long gone, especially <laughs> yeah. in this scenario right here. Yeah. So basically what we're going to do is you're just fodder because you're just you're going to get killed yeah we all know that tom cruise has no fighting skills he's right. not that kind of military officer right, right right he he's never seen combat he's just going to go there and be one more guy who right. dies and serves no purpose in being there but i'm mad at you for threatening me right. so i'm going to make sure that you get killed and it has the sense uh, of a, <laughs> this is the part of the film that kind of just drags a little right. but but not only to set up the other stuff but it has that twilight zone feeling where he's you know he tries to reason with his master sergeant and say look this is a mistake right. And he goes, I, I was told you'd say that. And he goes, look, I just need to call my CO. And he's like, I knew you'd say that. You know, every turn that this person reasonably could take to save their own life right. is stymied by what somebody it, who already knows. What he, so, what he doesn't say, you know, is can you just go real quick on YouTube and see the spot where I was on <laughs> CNN yesterday? Right. And then you'll know that that's who I really am and I'm telling the truth. Right. Anyway, I don't know. That, anyway, part, that but, part of it I just feel like is goofy. And for all the things we did in this movie – we could have come up with a better way to get him there. Yeah. I think yeah. that that could have just, it, it didn't have to be like this, but yeah. it, it ultimately works out once we, once we just kind of make our peace with that, that's what happens. So, uh, so then what happens is, so we're fighting the aliens. It's the big invasion. Yeah. He's trapped. He's going to be doing it. Yeah. They fight in these big robotic machines. Exoskeletons. You, know, you see in the trailer, they're yeah. like these, you know, they're just they're little, like suits, little suits you know? that yeah. have tons of guns <clears throat> on them, which, you know, for all that it takes to go into making this suit, yeah. you know, you apparently get like 20 rounds, then you have That's to reload. Yeah. I don't know what, yeah. how could that be? But yeah. anyway, um, so, and then they are <laughs> shooting everyone. They get dropped out of these giant planes mm-hmm. onto this beach in France, yep. which, you know, that's never happened before. Right. It, it is. <laughs> and it's supposed to be a big metaphor for you know, right. Normandy. And, the- and, uh, and they get dropped and <clears throat> he, he ultimately gets killed. We see Emily Blunt's character mm-hmm. who is this, you know, super woman uh, soldier who's, right who's massively famous. She's like the whole face of the, yeah. of the war yeah. because at a previous battle, she did so much, so good and right. whatever killed so many things. And she's like practically a God right. of, of uh, being in this war. Yeah. 
we see her. He gets to see her like on the uh, first day that they drop. Everyone's dying. The whole theory of this invasion is supposed to be that there's very little action there. Right. There's very uh, there's very little to suggest that there are many of the enemy there, and it's just supposed to be like uh, go in, kill a whole bunch of them, make it look good. So now we're gonna like sell the invasion, right? Right. right. That's the whole reason for. Uh, getting him there in the first place and wanting him to be there because even Brendan Gleeson as much of a tool as he is, right. If he had any idea that this was going to be like a massive, you know, slaughter, right. Really? He would never, yeah. That we wouldn't have ever come up with that idea of sending him. Right. Anyway. So he goes, it turns out that it's a total slaughter because uh, the enemy knew they were coming and, and like everyone gets wiped out. Uh, Tom Cruise uh, happens to kill, uh, basically by dumb luck, right? He kills one of these, uh, the creatures that's called Alpha, which is different and very rare or whatever from the normal ones that they fight. And when he does, he he basically dies by this thing's blood. Yeah. Looks like melts him. It does. It It, it it eats him away or whatever. Yeah. And he dies and wakes right back up, handcuffed and laying on those duffel bags bags again and about to go through the same day again. Right. And most of this general idea you get from the trailers. But now – so now he starts – now it's like Groundhog Day. Yep. Right. Now he just starts going through this day over and over, going – going into the same battle, dying again and again and again. And then yeah. as he as he first starts doing it, he tries to like, you know, he tries to save the people that he saw die. So he goes, I remember yesterday you died like that, so I'll right. get you out of the way. And finally he gets to the point where he just figures he's gotta make some kind of contact with Emily Blunt's character. Right. And then uh, she sees him do stuff that suggests that he she knows what's going on, or, right? Or, or or that he's doing this, and she knows, and she says, "Come find me when you wake up." Right. And then the whole process starts. Of now, he's he's that same guy who's not in a good position to just wander around and find <laughs> anyone he wants to, and right. he has to basically like kind of sneak in and find her and. And then he goes up, and uh, it's actually a pretty cool scene when she's like, who said I could talk to you? And he said, you did. Right. Tomorrow on the beach. (laughs) Right. You tell me to come see you. And one of the things that's cool is uh, any movie that's sort of like this, and not that there are that many that that, that do exactly this thing, but... Uh, you know, any other movie, you have to spend a long time trying to convince the person. Right. Just like he does with his, like, sergeant and everything. He's yeah. like, you know, the first thing he does is, you know, try and go up to this sergeant who's unwittingly shanghaiing him, sort right. of, and uh, say, we're all going to get slaughtered, I would, you know, and then you're yeah. a lunatic and right, no one's right, going right. to listen to you. But and so that's what you usually have to go through in a movie like this. But he goes up to her and says, "You tell me tomorrow." And blah blah blah. And she goes, "Come with me." Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I and buy it. We get to bypass that all. Yeah. And and when she does that, you kind you go, "What?" Mm-hmm. You, you like kind of it, it's like a moment in the movie where it kind of like 
startles you almost yeah. because yeah. he doesn't try to convince her at all. <laughs> he really doesn't. And she just goes, follow me. Yeah. And then she go, and you're going, wait, what the hell's going on? And at this moment, I actually genuinely think she's going to take him out and then like punch him in the face or something. Like, leave me alone. Right. You know, it's and actually kind he, of amusing. You don't really know which way that's going, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have to explain anything. And then all of a sudden she just goes, yeah, I used to do that. Right. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. And and then and then we get the whole other thing where now they there's there's a, a what one of the things I loved about this movie is there's a variety of schemes yeah that they go through at one point they're like okay we'll do this mm-hmm. and then that's how we'll get there and then and then over and over and over, and then finally they go. Yes, yeah, not gonna work, man. Right? Yeah, <laughs> we get to try something totally different. And uh, and then they have like a different scheme, and then they try to come up with something else. And there's and you know back and forth. And then there are some really cool moments going through various stages of what's going on. Yeah. And all the while, you've you've forever got this Emily Blunt character who it's always her first day. Right. Over and over and over, it's her first day, and she never. You know, she never gets a chance to know anything. Right. She's just for, and then so, uh, in these various schemes, you get cool moments where uh, they go through Emily Blunt's like kind of going, okay, wh- now what? Or what do we, do? you know? And right. you don't know how many times they've done it right. until you get to certain clues eventually that yeah. let you in on it. And then there are other parts where, you know, she's like, okay, what now? And right. he's like, I don't know. We've never gotten this far before. And you don't know going through the little, as they bob around, you know, you don't, obviously don't watch them go through the whole day right. every single time, right? We we jump to these points that are of interest. But even when we do that, you never know, am I watching the first time they've ever gotten this far? Or right. are we still kind of in the middle like, yeah. are we still watching a point where, you know, he knows, like, hours yeah. ahead of time still. Right. And you don't know where you are, and it's really cool the way that plays out. Yeah. And then, basically, that's, like, your plot is trying to figure out how do you uh, kill. So there's there's this, uh, the one super brain. Yeah. There's, like, the queen of the hive of the aliens yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah, right? the Omega. That they call the Omega. <clears throat> and when Emily Blunt had the power at one point, which right. is, you know, how she became the, the super heroine that, that she is. Yeah. Uh, but she lost the power. Right. And now he's got the power. Yep. And, uh, and they handled that actually well. And it, it's they, a blood transfusion. They, they that, did. That it, it was pretty cool. It yeah. was, uh, she was, you have to die. Yeah. And that resets it. Yeah. And if you're just wounded, then someone might take care of you and give you blood or whatever. Right. right. Which I'm not absolutely sure. One of the like sticking points for me was I don't know how we were trying to explain that the creatures were going to handle that at one point yeah, later on or, or where we were going to go with that. But anyway, um, at a certain point after you do this, the brain starts to kind of find you or whatever, and then you get like these visions, and then you know where it is. Right. And, and it's like then, a shared consciousness. And then thing. so now the uh, the plan is now we know where it is. Now we have to get there and right. kill it. And our theory is if we kill it, then uh, everything else. Dies, dies or the rest of them don't it's work the because it's, yeah. it's this whole 
you know, at some point in like the 50s or something, somebody said hive mind. And uh, it's one of those things like when, man, you, they love it. when you have horror movies, you know, right. and you have like the horror movies of Japan versus the horror movies of America and like what's scary and right. what are people afraid of? And it's right. like, you know, so now over the last few years, there's uh, just tons of like spins on home invasion. Right. That's what people are scared of now right. or, you know, all this stuff. But <clears throat> there's something that happened when some beekeeper or ant person, you know, started talking about hive mind that everyone <laughs> started running with that they like love crazy. It. Because yep. if there's something that's got a hive mind, even though <clears throat> I don't think that anyone has ever talked about that in a movie in a way that actually has anything to do with how it exists in the world. Right. <laughs> but right. But it's it. That's what we've got here. Apparently, we've got like the the ultimate like fruition of all hive minds yeah. is that it's really like the mind of these things right. and you know whatever. So so kill the brain and then and, and then the the whole thing of it is that the the creatures are they actually control the day. Mm-hmm. They they actually have some control over time. And so whenever they're losing, whenever, supposedly whenever one of the alphas right. dies, then the brain just resets the day yeah. and we just start all over. And now we know how to keep that from happening right. and how to act differently. And it's this weird getting the blood of the dying alpha that spins people into having the power somehow themselves. Yeah. And so just when they die themselves, the day resets right. and they get to do it over, which is just wacky and cool right. <laughs> in itself. Yeah. Thing. So the movie, though, I don't want to like jump right to the end and start talking to the about the end. But there, there are a lot of people talking about the end. Uh, there have been a, a lot of critical reviews where, you know, people are like, yeah, it's really good. Oh, I hated the ending. How does the ending make any sense? What's the problems with the ending? And, yeah. Uh, boo the ending. Or, you know, some <laughs> yeah, people are right. like, ah, the ending's fine. But a lot of people are kind of, I don't know, it, it's stirring up trouble on the internet that people are kind of... I can see why. I can, I can see why because the film, the film though, like what I, like what I started to say in the beginning, you know, is, is creative and, and it doesn't take liberties. It's not borrowing purposely from things. It's just, it'll, it reminds me of Starship Troopers, Aliens. How can it not remind you of Groundhog Day? But on and on. Well, and, I mean, and then, it just is Groundhog Day. Right. In, really. its, in its, like, device, it just winds up reminding you of all of these things that happen in other films that I've enjoyed. And, and I guess I can see when someone gets to that point, there's almost like a, a, a convenience that they would see in the ending because right. the ending does kind of do something that maybe the cleverness of the film up to that point suggests it's not going to bow to. Like I can, it, this is one of those films where if someone says, I love that ending. I'm like, I get it. Except and okay. if they really are like, I'm pissed at that ending. Now, I'm like, I understand. Now, okay. So we're not going to like just talk about the ending right now. And we, uh, got we have some interview clips. That'd be cool. Especially, to especially hear. the Doug Lehman one. I, I want to play because I'm going to jump off and man, I like that, that guy. In a weird way, I'm so glad this right? film was good because I like Doug. Because yeah, He's that, really that would have sucked. I like a lot of He's his really movies good. too. But uh, I got to say, I, I think the ending, uh, first of all, 
in a very weird way, I think the ending makes complete sense. Yeah. And a lot of people are saying, you know, that does it doesn't fit and it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I think it makes total sense. But we're not going to uh, just go straight to the ending. Okay. But in general, yeah. Um I am kind of amazed uh, sitting there watching the movie. And as I told you when we got there, this movie like weirdly had me yeah. into wanting to watch it. Yeah. In a way that, you know, only at this point happens a couple times a year. Right. But I actually, this is a movie that I actually wanted to see sooner. Yeah. And most of the time, I'm like, ah, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I got got like five other things to watch anyway and whatever. But this was like a movie that I was going, you know, I I really wanted to see it like right now. And it's very weird, especially since I was a little afraid of this movie too going in. Yeah. I was like, you know, this could go totally screwy. Right. Right. Or like we talked about before, um, it might it might pull some weird M night and yeah. where yeah. Uh, all of a sudden it's just you know nothing you think was going on is right. what happened right. and ha 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 is this <laughs> whole other trick right. and God knows what that would have been but and then I, people started complaining about the ending and I went oh my God right is he <laughs> like, dead is, all the time is that is what he, it was yeah, right. or, you know whatever. Yeah, he's actually just like a brain in a vat somewhere right. that we've figured out how to... Well, when people started what? bitching about it, I thought he's either dead during the whole film, and this is his last second, you know, that kind of weird thing, or we're really just seeing the Omega like, kind of play chess and imagine all these... And I'm like, ah, oh, come on, you, you just watch the film, see if it's okay. I was thinking it, was, it, it could even go like there never really was any invasion. Mm-hmm. And we were just like screwing with these people for some reason. Yeah. And then at the end, right. it's like, uh, what, what was that movie like Firefox where the the pilot dies and goes to heaven. Yeah. God yeah. has his little office or <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. some like totally well, whack job thing. Like real that. quick before we do it, we saw it last night. We saw it in 3D. I liked the 3D. I don't know if I was sold that it needed to be 3D. But uh, man, there were times where I, it looked gorgeous. I agree, in 3D. but there were some times when it man, was it very cool. Yeah. And I don't either. I would want to. This is one that I'd probably have to see. Yeah. To, to go, know well, what, is it what really it was worth better. it? Right. But it was really, it was really cool good in 3D. <laughs> it really was. And uh, it's just such a weirdly fun movie. And it's got this like awesome balance of action stuff happening. Mm hmm. But it's like you don't kind of care about the action, yeah. which I thought was great because yeah. it's just hard to have a bunch of this weird action. There's these crazy aliens that do weird, weird things, things and are just yeah. bizarro monsters and stuff. And yet it's not what we care about. It's not what it, you we know, try to right. focus on. It's always about how how he gets through the day. And, yeah. and man, you know the thing that's crazy is that I, I feel like it's weird that they didn't say this more um, because there's even like a TV, a, a TV spot or part of a trailer or something where he says something about how he's, it feels like he's been doing this forever, yeah. which he, never, never happens, happens in, the film. in the movie. Yeah. And I feel like that's weird because it, it's like when you see those things on the internet where people try to figure out how long Bill Murray's been stuck in Groundhog, in Groundhog Day, Day, right? Man. Yeah. And in this movie, I mean, it must have been like a years. Lot. This was, I mean, it must have been like a couple of years. This whole thing, this whole, I agree. Happened. This whole thing is a very easy mess to drop in all kinds of directions, you know, different directions, let alone just the time travel stuff, the, you know, the soldier stuff. 
how effective it is within 15 minutes of going from Tom Cruise just being like a, you know, a faux soldier, you know, he doesn't even know how to take his gun off safety to being right. a badass who's basically having a conversation with Emily Blunt saying, we have to come, you have to stop, and he stops and he shoots something that you don't even see coming. Right. And he's been there enough to know, I know these beats, and I believe it. Right. You know, it's so skillfully done by, by the director and, and by the crew and the story that I was, I was eating it up. Right. Know, I was having so much fun because it's ripe for mistakes, and they don't make hardly any, right. if, if any, you know, but... I don't, yeah, the, ol- the... the only thing that I have to complain about is that beginning part that I just did, it was just a little rough and it, it just it, assumes you're not going to think wasn't too much my about favorite. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. not right. really you can't take that much. But I do want to play this. Right. Let's play this Doug Lehman clip because okay. I want to jump off of it and we're getting low on time. Yeah. In the case of this movie, we had a female character who had had the experience prior to him, so she actually understood the concept. So I was really interested in what it would be like not just to be Tom Cruise and have this basic superpower where you get to keep repeating the day, but what it would be like to be Emily Blunt and be in a relationship with a guy where you don't remember what happened yesterday, but he does. But you know that he does and that you don't. It's different than if you're oblivious to it. It's much more interesting if, if for me, if you actually know the concept exists. That's a good that that reminds me of one crucial scene where they have where she she knows that he knows this stuff and she still can't listen to him and they, right. pay, and they exactly. pay for it and I love that scene because he's he's telling her and she's just like I know I can't help it right like it's not going to do it uh, okay now uh, we're going to have to listen to the Tom Cruise clips because there was something <laughs> that, like it's bad there was yeah it's horrible because oh. there was something that I thought. Uh, Doug said, yeah. and now I have to figure oh, out okay. if it, I'm just thinking that it's Tom Cruise said it, or okay. if I if I don't have the all the clips that right. I wanted. That so, would be funny. So we got two with Tom Cruise, one where he's kind of just talking about the time jumps, which I think we'll listen to first, and one where he's kind of talking about how the characters get along and stuff. One of the things when you start looking at, realistically, okay, what would it be like to live the same day over and over again? And of course, at first, it's, it's a nightmare, it's particularly with this. It's like it's the wor- you're having to live your worst day over and over again in one of the most gruesome you know, experiences of, of his life. He's having to live that over and over. But then to be able to predict people's behavior, uh, it becomes this wish fulfillment to a degree. And, but, of course, it's constantly it's just torture for Cage. Because, and the, the, way, you know, you wait, the way he wakes up in the morning, the sergeant who kicks the bag, Farrell, it's all of these obstacles that he cannot get past. I love the dog. Through yeah. the protagonist, you want to learn about Rita. And so where she's this mystery, as it starts unfolding, you see an experience uh, her humanity, her stakes, and and it becomes quite moving. And you see what he, and you start to realize, oh my gosh, like he spent so much time with her. He's seen her die hundreds of times and what that must have been like to this person that he really comes to admire and someone who has made him better. And you see how that the relationship progresses and it's it just has 
Yeah, I think like with every Doug Liman film, and when I see his movies, what I love is that those moments that are you just you're you're moved or you're you're surprised by that, and that's the kind of tone and things that we're constantly going for within this uh, within this film. Okay. What you wanted? Uh, okay, no, I didn't. So th <laughs> yeah. those are actually very cool, uh, are cool. Uh, clips anyway. And I, I like the Tom Cruise ones because I think he's giving you some insight into uh, where a lot of the power is in, yeah. in the film. And, uh, you know, the clip that I wanted with uh, Doug Lyman was um, there's one point where he, it's very similar to what Tom Cruise is talking about with the characters where – it's always the same day for her, mm -hmm. but man, he's spent years yeah, he had with to the be. same woman right. every day. There's a, there's one point where they finally get to where they're driving in a car for a while, yeah, and hopefully talking some, although right. she doesn't want to talk, yeah. right? Except that you know he's done it hundreds of times and, and, and had this chance to talk with her. Yeah. And so in this one clip that I didn't have, he starts talking about uh, what is it like for them to have a relationship from his side and from her side, and how do they deal with each other, and how do they connect with each other, and ultimately sort of have this bizarre. Uh, romantic feeling to what's going on yeah. where for him it's one thing right and for her she's kind of at certain points bouncing off of what it is for him right because she knows that she doesn't have any awareness of it but that she's been there with him a hundred times right and that he's got feelings about it because she's got this other guy of her own that died that she watched and yeah. it was and so you know what it turns into is this is like a great sci-fi movie right and it's yeah. a great action movie and it's this you know great fun adventure movie but at the same time this is actually also the best romantic comedy ever yeah <laughs> and yeah. by the time you get to the end of it <laughs> it's like you know she hates him at first right. he's like a goof Man. and they have to go back and forth and there are some moments where she's like just super defending him yeah, yeah. Because it's like he represents like a part of her when no one would believe right, her right. and thought That's she the, was crazy. Yeah, he's a lifeline in ways and, to that. And with like no information about him at all, she's like jumping to his defense. Yeah. And then there are other times, like you <clears> said, <throat> there's a certain scene where he's going, look, you know I'm right. right. You know that this, yeah. this can't work. And she does it anyway. Yeah. Right? And, stuff. and it's just... The scene where they're driving actually has... There's a few things. You know, this film for me... The story was fun. The concept is fun. The, the execution, no pun intended, is fun. This film is because Tom Cruise is a charismatic, interesting guy to watch right. pull this off. And he does it. One of the things that's interesting is that it happens a couple times, but one of the ones, because you're talking about it, is when they're in that car and they're driving after they get off the beach, he has like this, just this enormous albatross on him. And you can see in the way he's talking to her, he's trying to make it like the first time they've ever had the conversation. Exactly, right. But he's telling her everything she's already told him hours from now to try to prove to her that he knows what he's talking about. Right. And she's just not buying it. And the look on his face is like, I know, you know, <laughs> but it is, and you will. Right. And like when he's like, you'll talk to me. And she's like, I don't want to talk. He's like, I know. 
but I know. you talk to me. I know, but you know, yeah, and, like and it's, it's, it's amazing. And one of the, and there's there. an, I mean, we're getting close, but one of the other things that's really fun is when they go back and they try to get this device that's really going to help them from the general who screwed him over in the first place. Right. And he lays out everything. And she goes, what do we do now? And he goes, I don't know. We never made it this far. Right. I keep waiting for that moment to happen a lot in the past, and it doesn't. And when it finally does, I'm like, this is amazing. Like, I got goosebumps when that happened. I'm like, this is crazy fun. Right, it is. And, and like I said, there are so many moments in between where uh, – because that's, that's pretty close to the end of that, that yeah. one scene. Yeah. But then all along the way, there are the, all these other scenes where you have to watch the scene for a while yeah. until you don't know. Is this the first time we did this? Have we done it a couple of times? Have we yeah. done it a thousand times? Right. I mean, you just don't know right. where you are in in his timeline yeah. of you know by, by the time by the time this movie's over, he's yeah. at least a couple of years older yeah. because he's done the same damn day. And yeah. and what's cool is that he translates in a very believable way. I think the weariness mm-hmm. of where he is now yeah. at different stages and it's massively different. And yeah. there's, there's a, like I said, there are a few different schemes we ultimately go through and it's like the first scheme we're going through, he's already getting to a point where he's sick of doing it, yeah. but he's maybe done it like 50 or 60 times. Yeah. Right. And then we get to another point where now you just feel like the, he's like bone weary of right. this damn day because right. he still has to do almost all of that same stuff that you saw in the earlier part right. again he still has to do all, all that it, again yeah, all the day. time and then we find really close to the end they'll give you little glimpses of things that he's been doing the whole time but oh, we haven't showed it to right. you yet and, and now we show it and you to see you it and you're like this is enormous I, and and then he's got to get to like the end of the day like yeah. every day for years. It's crazy. really fun. I mean, and, and like he said, I mean, I thought of this when I was watching it, not not wholly because of the trailer, but when we're watching the film, I'm like, like what he just said now, he's like, you're reliving not the best day of your life. You're reliving the day you die over right. and over again, and right. you don't die kindly. But, and, and everyone and, around and you that you care about it's a horrible day dies. anyway, it's where he's bad. shanghaied into this and, thing and dropped yeah. out of the deal. Yeah, so anyway, we got to get to the end, so like, spoiler alert, and we're running out of time, <laughs> yeah. but uh, we got we got to talk a little bit about the end. We'll, we may go over a bit, actually, because, right. um, so, you know, go away if you don't want the end spoiled, right. um, because we have to talk about it, especially because it's what everybody's talking about. So we get to the end. Uh, there's actually what I think is a pretty cool thing where it turns out that the vision he's having is not where not of where the Omega, the Omega actually, actually is. is. Yeah. And he ends up going there and it's not there. And it's basically like a trap. Yeah. I don't understand that trap. So that's a little bit of a problem, but it kind of happens quick. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. And you, you get out of it. And uh, it's pretty cool because uh, he kills himself real quick. Right. It's kind of a cool thing that they might have done slightly more with, but they've got plenty of stuff to do. But it's kind of a cool thing, and we're clearly going to go over because yeah, we've got like right. 60 seconds left. But uh, So at some point, the live show is going to end very soon, and we're going to just have to go over. Right. Um, oh, all right. We should uh, say, say the magic word really Yeah, I was just going to say really, you want to get really this out quickly. quick. 
Um, just for the fun of it, I'm going to make the uh, the secret word blunt. Blunt. <laughs> so that's the secret good. word. Uh, go to rescreening.com, figure out how to get in contact <laughs> with us. You can email us at questions at rescreening.com. Just send an email uh, and just say the word blunt right. and or whatever other happy thoughts you want to say, and you'll be entered to win this uh, when it becomes available on Blu-ray. Yeah. And uh, thanks for tuning in. The live show is going to end. Subscribe, share, all that good stuff. See you next week. And uh, yeah, we'll pretend that the live show ends now. Right. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, uh, he he goes and finds it. But it's this really cool thing where you are permanently armed with the fail-safe, just like the alien is, mm-hmm. in its own special way that... Uh, if you ever get in too bad of a scrape, just shoot yourself in the head. Right. And and so when he's going and he kind of gets like trapped by the aliens, except the problem is I don't know where they could go with that. But maybe the aliens know where they could go with right. that. I, I don't know. They can't shoot blood into him or whatever, which is apparently how you lose the power. But anyway, yeah. so he escapes enough that he gets to kill himself. Right. And, and that was really cool that he just goes, oh, yeah, and he – Oh, I'm trapped, and then he just kills himself and starts over. Right. But um, and then he gets to run into the room and go, "It's not there." And uh, anyway, when they finally get to the to where the thing actually is, which is it's underground in the water, buried beneath the Louvre. Right. Which is okay. Curious. Okay. I don't know why, Whatever. but the Louvre it looks gave him some money or yeah, something right. to promote yeah. them or yeah, save Louvre. Yeah. Um, anyway, so. They find that the thing is buried there, and they have these uh, super grenade bombs, whatever they're going to blow it up with. And uh, Emily Blunt gets killed, mm-hmm. and and the it's a cool story because there are creatures after him. It's a whole hellacious thing to get there. Yeah. And she finally says, "Look, neither of us are making it out of here." Yeah. Because he's trying to. I don't know. He's trying to be chivalrous to the very end or whatever. And you go this way, I'll go that way. Kind of a theory. Yeah. And uh, she's going to distract the alpha that's there guarding the, the brain. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so he's got to jump in, swim down, drop these things. She gets killed, distracting the thing long enough for him to get close enough to it. Right. He swims up to the brain, drops the grenades, and, like, the whole damn thing blows up. Right. I mean, so they've, we're, we've got, like, some <clears throat> super powerful bomb grenade things, right. whatever. Right. Or the brain is also explosive in its own special way and adds, adds to the explosion or whatever, but he kills it. Yeah. He dies. I mean, I mean he dies even, like maybe like a millisecond before it blows up anyway, because he gets stabbed by the alpha. Right. And there he is dead and he blows it up. And just at the last second, some of the weird alien goo attaches to him. And and then he wakes up again. But this time he gets zapped back to uh, the first, just just as he's landing on the helicopter, um, arriving in London to see the general to, uh, yeah, to go to the meeting in the first place. And he gets off the helicopter. And what happens is that we see the general now at a press conference saying, 
well, it looks like they all just dropped dead on their own or whatever. (laughs) We're going to keep going. And And so uh, we win and hooray. Right. And so now Tom Cruise is there. He's the only one who has any memory of anything that's ever happened. And he walks in and there's Emily Blunt in the exact same way that he meets her every day Mm -hmm. forever. Yeah. And (laughs) she's still in the same place. And, and she jumps up and is mean to him, just like she always is. Right. And whatever. Right. And so now everyone is pissed that, uh, for a lot of reasons, about how this doesn't make sense in uh, the whole time travel bizarro world that we're in. Yeah. Uh, why does he suddenly jump back to a time way earlier? Right. And uh, why does he... If he jumps back in time to an even earlier point, why are they all dead? Right. Why are the aliens still dead at this point? Why right. Why did we not just reboot in the exact same way? Right. So uh, some people hate it for various reasons, and some people are kind of like, okay. Yeah. Now, for me, I think it makes perfect sense. Okay. Tell me. And <laughs> And it's... Uh, beautiful and fine. Uh, I, I don't mind it. <laughs> yeah. um, and even if it, I, I will say this though, even if it doesn't make sense, right? I still don't care. Right. Because if it doesn't really exactly make sense, uh, you know, that's what movies do. Yeah. <laughs> I Sometimes mean, the fact, the fact that that explosion was that big doesn't make sense either. Right. But no one's going, hey, screw you. Bombs yeah. don't work like that. Uh, you know, whatever. There aren't enough apes in the and, world. And yet, Exactly, and yeah. no one's complaining that there aren't enough apes for the Planet of the Apes movie, which and, would be a good. And thing you're, to you know, you're <laughs> allowed to have these things, but then take something like, you know, take something like, uh, what size explosion could these like six grenades on this belt make? Yeah, right. Which is something that you could exactly find out the correct answer for, mm-hmm. and and there's no way it could work like that, and no one says. That cannot make that big of an explosion, right? Yeah. But take time travel <laughs> and how how it works or doesn't hey. work. Yeah. And everyone goes, that's not how that works. Right. <laughs> and right. and and at that point, even if I don't think it makes sense, yeah, I'm just like, look, it works for the movie, and give me a break. I mean, it's well, like see, you you got to suspend you know, some disbelief somewhere. I see that specific argument of all of them the most troublesome because the movie has set up its own laws and its own rules. And now when it's convenient for a happy ending, not saying I believe this, but if, if when you have this blood in you, you go back to this right. day, everybody thinks and it's then, too convenient. And, and then all of a sudden you need it to go back further. Cause you want an ending that doesn't fit in your day or, or you just want to throw a quick, like, Ooh, this is fun. You know, look, it had the rules and it set it up and it, it adhered to those rules 99% of the time until the end when it doesn't and it doesn't give you a reason why. I respect that. I think I think there's an I argument that there it does that give super, you a reason I think it supersedes why, and I think it yours. makes sense. Well, so, I'll, I'll wait to hear it. So, uh, here's my theory okay. on on that happening, okay? Yeah. So, um, well, I think at some point the thing has to be able to be killed. Right. I think. Right. Uh, Otherwise, we have a whole different movie. I agree. And it doesn't even need the time travel in some way, right? But the mm-hmm. thing has to have a way to be killed. It can't just be that when it gets killed, it resets the day. <laughs> right. Or else you really could never win. 
right? So permanent time. It has to be possible that uh, that thing could die. Right. When he gets the power back at the end and he resets, my theory on this is that what he's resetting to is the point that the Omega has been resetting the day to. Because they already know they're coming the first time they do it. Yeah. Right? So it's not the first time that that day has been reset Mm -hmm. because that's how they work, right? Yeah. There was an invasion at some point that did not go well for the aliens. Right. That's how the aliens know to set up this ambush here, right? That's why it's a bad thing now because this day has been reset before. Yeah. And my theory on that is we kill the thing and suck the power out. What he's resetting it to is not the beginning of his day, which is when he wakes up all the other times when he gets killed, right? Right. Right. But the day that the Omega has been resetting it to, which is that like... Which is not that far. It's not like months before either. It's like a few hours before. It's like just a little bit further off. Well, it's, it's like... I don't know. It's several more hours, yeah, but at it's, least it, but it's, it's, it's within that thing. I, right. I had a, oh, I'll go ahead. No. Well, and you know, I think that, I think that part of it that's weird is also, you know, I don't know which of these is worse really. Like why does he come to a different point or yeah. why are they not dead? Right. Right. And I think, you know, it's, it's tricky for them not to be dead. Yeah. But if they're not dead now, then they just then you just can't they kill, kill them. Then they'll never be dead. And yeah. because if he re, if he resets time now and they're they're still alive again, right. then then that really will just be the rest of the universe. Yeah. I mean, right. then we will be trapped in the same day for Forever. the rest of the universe, right? right? I mean, right. then they just can't be killed. Right. So that's that's what I think, and I. I think it makes as much sense as yeah, anything else that's not bad. Anything else that you they're know. selling. I think that he resets to a different time because he's he's just not resetting his day now. Because yeah. now they're dead. I and, you he's, know, and he's not just starting his day over. It, as far as why he goes back a little bit further, I didn't ever I never had a problem with it. I just extrapolated a meaning that was never laid out specifically that, you know, when he originally gets the ability, like Emily Blunt did it was by killing an alpha. Right. The omegas are more powerful, so when that blood gets mixed with you, that ability is a little bit stronger. It just pushes or, you back a little more. For sure. me, I didn't have to struggle plus, with it. I'm like, he had omega blood instead plus, of alpha. Plus, I think there's, a, there's another little spin to work on that, too, and that is that if they can die, yeah. I mean, you just have to you just have to you have, have to have You that. have to have some... Uh, starting point, right? Like either they can die or they can't die, right? If they can die, then he can't reset to the same place because that place doesn't exist. He's never been there, right? Because he has to reset to a point where he could possibly be if the things are dead. Right. Because he only ever gets to that point where he wakes up and he's like, Shanghai, because they're not dead. Yeah. So he has to go back far enough yeah that and then maybe it's like you know that that could make sense in a very generic time travel kind of a theory that he's got to reset to something that still exists 
in time. Yeah. Because once they're dead, if if they can be killed and they're gone now and they're dead, right. All of the stuff, you know, up to where he does show up, yeah. All of that stuff is just gone. He yeah. can't wake up in any of those points. Right. He can't wake up, you know, in the middle of the battle. He can't, he can't right. wake up. Yep. Can't wake up when he's been Shanghaied because that's not there anymore. Well, I love the idea that you know, not I don't I don't know how many people are thinking of it. I'm not I'm not the only one, but I love the idea that you know he kills the Omega, the movie ends because he resets. You know, the the thing is done. He resets a few minutes, a few hours before, but he's still got the Omega blood in him. Like, is he constantly going right, to be reliving this day over and over? Like, this is well, like but a he'd fun have thing. to die. I know he'd but, have to die, but now, but now, as long as he's in this day, will he reset to the helicopter now? No, but it doesn't have to be the day. No, I know, but it's I'm just, just like for the rest of his life, wherever he, has he is. This thing. I know, and I'm like, now all of a sudden, but he's he won't. Got this. He won't go back. He could die ten years from now, and he will just wake up again in the beginning of that day. Right. Right. And, and I'm thinking and now he's just a but again how easy is now this? we could have the sequel where he's just a superhero I started thinking right I started thinking this and I was like well this is an easy fix too if he gets tired of it or wants to live his life like a normal person with responsibilities and consequences he just has a blood transfusion again well right because that's I mean this is the he, thing he like people are like oh my off. god now right. he's a god I'm like no he's a guy who can take this right all right like there are there are people who are seemingly upset by a lot of the but things that the ending gives. I don't know. What if he dies gives of you, old age though? Right. Well, I don't know. And then he just forever. I think has that, that people. Last I think people are upset at the ending that they got without thinking about the ending they see. Right. Like this is the thing. I don't think it perfectly vibes with what they were expecting or what they were going to see, and I think it's a little jarring to them. I do think that if if anybody's curious about it. Because I was curious about what maybe the problems with the film were going to be. This thing had notorious script problems. Right. Like they said they threw out two-thirds or three um, – doesn't matter, two-thirds or three-fourths. They threw out the majority of the script very early on, and they were working on it. And there was supposed to have been some dust-up between uh, Doug Liman and Emily Blunt and Tom Cruise about the ending before they even had an ending. Like they were arguing about it. And this is one of those films that isn't rare – Films get made all the time without an ending filmed, right. you know, fixed. But this was one that you probably would have wanted on paper before you got to it. <laughs> right. Because they didn't know what they were going to do. And a lot of screenwriters took a shot at it. In the end, I don't have a problem with this ending. No. Like, I, I think I would have enjoyed something a little different, but I don't know what that is. I haven't had time to really think about it, but I don't have a problem with this. And, and when you consider that all of the rewrites and all the script drops and all the different guys who came in to take a plug at this maybe that's in the end, maybe they went with the best thing that they had. But again, I'm pretty confident with it being a satisfying ending. It just is a little bump into what you might've thought was going to happen. That's right. All. Right. So, all right. So anyway, we should, that should be enough yeah. for this movie. Man, um, what a great film. So what a fun. really good, fun. what a good time, man. And, and I'm, I'm actually looking forward to watching this again. Sometime. The, right, yeah. You know, this, this is going to be a really good This time. will be a, a good uh, re- and, rewatch. And yet again, Tom Cruise in a sci-fi film I seems know. to dominate the summer. Because in my mind last year, throughout a lot of stuff that hit and missed, I was thinking of Oblivion a Kept lot. Kept going back to Oblivion. And I'm going to be so thinking I'm going to be thinking of this. Right. I'm going to think of this there for a while. Be, yeah. it, there are going to be a lot of movies that are big yeah. summer movies that I'm going to walk out of and go, well, that's no Edge of Tomorrow. That's though. no Edge of Tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. Right. Uh, man, cool. I really liked it and had so much yeah. fun. So uh, definitely get out to this one. Yeah. Um, whether it's 2D or 3D, 
I don't really think uh, that. Yeah, I'm curious. I, I don't about know it, if but... it makes that much difference, except that it looked really cool a lot. It really I, I don't did. know if it needed to be the 3D, but yeah. it, it was uh, really fun and trying to be smart a lot. Yeah. And man, it just was. Uh, it just was a fun time. Yeah. All, all the way around. What are it, we doing next week? I have no idea. I can't remember. I don't know what comes out. Maybe. It'll be something. Um, okay, yeah. So we're going to get out of here. And thanks a lot for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next week. And once again, you know, share, subscribe, tell all your friends and enemies and <laughs> get people right. to uh, listen to us. And thanks a lot. Hey, bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.